to global value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Intuit Inc., ticker symbol INTU. At the time of recording this video, Intuit is trading for $468.99 per share. Year to date, they have had a tough 2022 so far. They are down 27%. Over the past year, their stock price is down 12.5%. Over three years, however, their stock price is up 18.5% compounded annually. Over five years, they're up 27% compounded annually. Over 10 years, that's 23% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the past 17.5 years, Intuit has compounded at a rate of 19.5% compounded annually. Keep in mind that this is not including dividends. Intuit has quite the range for its 52-week high and low. They hit their high of nearly $717 last year in November, and their low is all the way at $340. Recently, they've started to see a rebound from their low, but they are still trading nearer that low. Intuit is a very large business. They have a $132 billion market cap. For some background about the business, Intuit is a provider of small business accounting software through QuickBooks personal tax solutions through TurboTax, and professional tax offerings through LACERT. Founded in the mid-1980s, Intuit controls the majority of the U.S. market share for small business accounting and do-it-yourself tax filing software. Intuit sells products and services through various sales and distribution channels, websites and call centers, mobile app stores, and retail and other channels. The company was founded in 1983 and is headquartered in Mountain View, California. For today's fundamental stock analysis, we're going to be using the eight pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight key financial metrics of Intuit as a business to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of their business based on their financials. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 22.5. Intuit is currently trading at a 53 PE. Over this time frame, they've only gotten down to a low of about 31.5 times earnings and they've traded as high as 91 and a half times earnings. Averaged out, they're trading at about 52 times earnings, so that is well above that metric we're looking for, and this is gonna be a big X to start off here on pillar number one. Pillar number two, we're looking for an average five-year return on capital that's above 9%. So Intuit has earned above average returns on capital in each of the past five years. However, these returns have steadily declined over this time frame. They had an absolutely huge 77% return on capital in 2017, but as of last year, that has fallen all the way down to just under 20% returns on capital. Nevertheless, they're still averaging about a 42.5% return on capital over this time frame, and this is going to be our first check on pillar number two. Over the long run, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these underlying business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. If you're interested in Intuit as a business, you really want to understand whether these returns on capital are just going to keep decreasing or figure out the point where they're either going to rebound or steady out overall. So this is definitely something you want to understand here. I wouldn't think that Intuit would be at a risk of having too low of returns on capital, especially because they're a software business. But again, you just want to understand the company and market dynamics that are impacting this number here. Next up, pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Intuit has almost doubled revenues over this time frame from $5.2 billion in 2017 up to $9.6 billion in 2021. So this is a large amount of revenue growth here. This is another solid, this is our, this is a solid check here on pillar number three. 
Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Intuit has doubled their net incomes from $985 million in 2017 up to over $2 billion in 2021. This is another check here, and so far through four pillars, we've got three checks. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. In 2017, Intuit had 261 million shares outstanding, and that has increased to 273 million shares outstanding as of 2021. So this is going to be an X here. They've diluted existing shareholders by about 4.5%, and some of this dilution has come on the back of recent acquisitions the company has made. We don't like to see this because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business issues new shares and dilutes existing shareholders, they're decreasing your ownership percentage in the business, which ultimately decreases the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to. So we want to avoid that as much as possible. Again, this is going to be an X here on pillar number five. Next up for pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is ultimately what that business is going to be worth. So a business can use free cash flows to make acquisitions, reinvest back into the business, pay down debt, buy back shares, or pay dividends. In 2017, Intuit produced $1.5 billion of free cash flow, and that has grown. In 2021, they produced $3.2 billion of free cash flow. So they've more than doubled free cash flow over this time frame, and in an average year, they're producing about $2.25 billion of free cash flow. Another thing that we can see here is that relative to their cash from operations and their free cash flow that they're able to produce, Intuit has to spend very, very little on CapEx. So they are a very asset light business that's earning above average returns on capital. And because they're using their cash flows to acquire new companies, Intuit has the financial characteristics of being in this class of wonderful businesses, being a light CapEx business with high returns on capital, and having that runway for growth. So those are all three phenomenal signs to see here for Intuit. Then I want to make note of Intuit's acquisitions. Last year, Intuit spent over $3 billion on acquisitions. And over the last 12 months, they've spent nearly $5.7 billion in cash on acquisitions. This is in addition to the shares outstanding that they've issued. Intuit last year announced that they were acquiring MailChimp for approximately $12 billion in cash and stock. And they've also acquired Credit Karma in recent years. So Intuit is increasingly using acquisitions to help support their business and fuel future growth. Next up, pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents, to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So this will help us evaluate how the business utilizes leverage. As of the end of fiscal year 2021, which ended last July for Intuit, they had negative $1.4 billion of net debt, which means that they had $1.4 billion in cash after paying off all their liabilities. If we scroll down, over the last 12 months, they've actually added about $5 billion of net debt over this time frame. So they've increased their debt quite significantly to help with these acquisitions. Still, they only have about $3.4 billion in net debt, and that's easily paid off after only two years of free cash flow. So this is going to be a big check here on pillar number seven. The company is very conservatively financed, and based on their abilities to produce free cash flows, they are more than able to pay off all of this debt and then some. So that's a check here on pillar number seven. Finally, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, 
We want their market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So currently, Intuit has a market cap of nearly $132 billion. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $2.25 billion times 20, that only brings us to $45 billion. So while it's probably fair that Intuit deserves a higher valuation metric than this, we're still off by nearly $90 billion here. And given that they'd be trading at both a very, very high PE multiple and a high free cash flow multiple, it looks like based on their abilities to produce free cash flows, the business is richly valued. Again, we don't just want to take one metric in isolation. We want to consider Intuit holistically. And Intuit looks like it has very strong business fundamentals here. However, even the best businesses aren't worth an infinite amount. And in any sort of investment, we want to make sure that we're getting more value than the money that we're spending. Lastly, here we're looking at Intuit's dividend profile. So in each of the past five years, Intuit has increased their dividends per share. And in each of the past five years, they've increased their cash flows per share. 2017 was their highest dividend payout ratio. And since then, they have not paid out more than 25% of their free cash flows as dividends. So it looks like Intuit has a long runway ahead of them to keep increasing this dividend per share. And so Intuit could potentially be a dividend growth company. This is just a snapshot of their past five years of historical performance. So this is no guarantee for the future, but their dividend is looking like it's in very good shape here. Then here, we're looking at a discounted cash flow model to potentially provide a fair value for Intuit based on its historical numbers. So if we take their free cash flow per share in their most recent year, and we apply that same growth rate that they've had over the past 10 years, over the next 10 years of 14.5%, with a terminal value of 3% growth over that next 10 years, Intuit looks like it has a fair value of approximately $507 here if you're satisfied with a 5% rate of return. If you purchased Intuit stock today and you're willing to assume that they do exactly what they did over the past 10 years into the future 10 years, so if that happens, you'll likely get a 5% return on your investment over the next 20 years. So that's below the historical return of the S&P 500, which would point to Intuit being pretty heavily valued today even with their huge decline in their stock price. So again, this type of discounted cash flow model and this type of analysis overall are a holistic starting point. It's not financial advice. In order to meet this kind of metrics, you'd have to believe that these assumptions are correct, which this is just based off their historical averages. This is not a buy or sell recommendation of Intuit. And before making any sort of investment decision, you should consult with the proper financial professionals. So in summary, Intuit checks the box on five out of eight pillars. Based on our valuation metrics and the fact that they've had slight shareholder dilution, it looks like the business is richly valued compared to their abilities to produce free cash flows, although they're earning quite above average returns on capital that have been trending down, however, over the past five years. They've also seen significant increases in their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows. And the business is very conservatively financed with only a little bit of debt on their balance sheet. Intuit's dividend looks like it is very healthily supported by their ability to produce free cash flows. And you could reasonably expect that that will continue to grow as potentially a dividend growth stock now and into the future. Then based on their overall valuation, it looks like Intuit is richly valued even despite their recent drawdown. Again, if you believe that those historical assumptions will apply to the future, 
you could reasonably expect to earn about 5% rate of return over the next 20 years investing in Intuit today. Again, this is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of Intuit. This is a holistic beginning understanding of the company to determine whether it's worth your while to learn more about the business. If you're interested in learning more about Intuit, I highly recommend checking out the company's filings, dive into their 10K, read through their earnings transcripts, and do whatever it takes to learn both the ins and outs of the business as if you would own 100% of the company. As value investors, we really want to understand the essence of the business before being comfortable investing into any business. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Intuit Inc., ticker symbol INTU. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what kind of business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Intuit with me today, and have a great day.